amen, amen. It's a little bit different than last year. It's amazing. Last year we had to leave. My daughter had a baby. And my wife uh, definitely made me leave. Uh, <laughs> she, uh, <laughs> there's one thing about my wife uh, is she loves her babies. She loved all five of them. And she loves all of her grandbabies. We got four and a half now. And uh, the other half one, she's going to love that one just as much as she does the other four. But we had to leave. But this is definitely different. Uh, I like the echo. I like it. It's, it's like new. It smells like a new car you get into. Take your Bibles real quick. <laughs> Go to uh, Genesis. Uh, you know, you never know what a day may bring forth. Uh, you, never have a, you never have an idea. Life, life is kind of one of those days. Uh, <laughs> I take it one day at a time. Uh, you, it says sufficient of the, the day is the evil thereof. You gotta, you can't go too fast. If you go too fast, you mess it up. Uh, I've got to go really fast because I only got 15 minutes, and uh, so I'm gonna speak fast. Or I'm gonna try to slow down. I'm gonna, I don't know how you do any of that stuff. I mean, I'm looking at the clock. I see it, so I'm gonna try to, I'm gonna try to do it 14 minutes instead of maybe 13. But uh, you never know what the day holds, and and so many times education without salvation is damnation. I've heard that said a lot of times, but. Sometimes education with salvation is a, is a pain in the neck, too. I'm not, I'm not belittling, because that's what this school is. I think you ought to get an education. I think you ought to get a Bible education. But young people, I'm going to tell you something. There's something wrong with our young people today, because you're trying to excel way past where you need to be. Uh, I, Dr. Peacock said I need to tell a Navy story, so I'll tell one real quick one. Uh, when I went in the Navy, I was a moron. And guess what? I'm still a moron today, I feel like. Uh, and I had an old senior chief pull me off the side because I was in, these, uh, in this track with all these guys who were little stinking geniuses, man. I mean, they were like little Einsteins with chalk on the board writing equations. Everything's a mathematical formula. Uh, this thing is a mathematical formula. That's all it is. If you can understand the math, you can fix that thing. It's a mathematical formula. So and I said, okay, it's a mathematical formula. I don't know math. I'm in the wrong place. And the senior chief told me, he said, Mike, calm down, calm down. You blew school out of the water. You didn't do a good job, but you passed the test so you possibly can do what you need to do. You just need to take it one day at a time. Now, this man pulled me off the side way early in my career and said, you need to slow down, just slow down. Uh, I get around some of you people, and I really feel so inferior uh, because you got masters, and, and I'm lucky, man. They should have took my, my degree away from me and ripped it up in front of me is what they should have done. Uh, but they didn't, and I don't know why they didn't, but the Lord says, take it one day at a time. You never know what a day is going to bring, and you never know what the outcome. My uncle gave me a book called Pilgrim's Progress. You heard me talk about that. One of the most phenomenal books I've ever read in my life. I don't care if some of it's wrong. I can care less. In the end of that book, what he showed me is, hey, there's a place out there called the Celestial City, and you better keep your eyes on it. I said, okay, I got it. I said, no matter how you do, day after day, 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 that city's still out there, and I haven't got there yet. Take your Bibles, go to Genesis chapter 37. It's an old story, and I go through this thing real quick, so you already know the story, so I can buzz through this thing really, really quick. Joseph, Joseph, his daddy loves him to death. He made a couple mistakes, 37. He made a couple mistakes in his life. First of all, telling his brothers about his dream. Uh, your, your siblings sometimes don't get what you get. 37, 13 says, And Israel said unto Joseph, Do not thy brethren feed the flocks in Shechem? Come, and I will send thee unto them. And he said to him, Here I am. And he said, 
uh, to him, go, I pray thee, see whether it be well with thy brethren and, and, and well with the flocks and bring me word again. So he sent him out of the vale of Hebrew. And he came to Sheik. Father, thank you for your blessings this morning. Please, well, thanks for this place and all the work that it's taken over the years to get here. It wasn't something that happened yesterday. And Lord, the faithfulness of the men and the, that's been in this place to do this. And Lord, the faithfulness of Dr. Peacock to do what he's done. And Lord, the faithfulness of the other men that's seen in him something that uh, he may or may not seen in himself and helped him slow down. Uh, Lord, he talks all the time about the preachers in his life. And Lord, I've got preachers in my life that helped me too. Uh, Lord, help us to help the young men in here today and the older ones too, Lord, all of us, Lord, to keep our minds and, and our hearts and thoughts on exactly what needs to be done. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Bless the message now, Father. We'll praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. I got a couple minutes. Joseph never thought that that day would change like it changed for him. Uh, he was just doing what his daddy told him to do. He said, go, go out there and see your brother. Well, first of all, you should have never told him about the dreams. They get kind of mad. Hey, you're going to bow down and worship me. Uh, then, hey, dad, guess what? You and mom are going to bow down and worship me too. Uh, they just didn't like that. Uh, Jacob took it to heart a little bit, but he still sent him out there, gave him a coat of many colors and lifted him up in front of his brother. And Joseph's going out there with a big head thinking, hey, man, I'm going to go out and I'm going to come back and I'm going to tell my dad exactly what's going on. And he never came back. Never came back. Joseph never thought that. You know, sometimes the, the vision, I mean, I was at another boot camp story. <laughs> I was in boot camp and they told me to run. I hate running. I hate everything. I like eating. I hate everything else. Eating is great. I think eating is good, man. But you got to watch that too. That's dangerous. But uh, they're going to tell me I got to run a mile and a half. I hate running. But I can run five miles. I used to be able to. Uh, I don't think I can do it anymore, but I used to. And uh, so I, I sit there and said, how do you do this? And they said, you got to run this many laps. So I would count down. Everybody said, shut up. No, I got to see the end of the thing. I got to see the end. It has to, I have to have that end. Joseph was told what to do. And he went to do what he did. He, his father called him. He answered. You know what you First thing you got to do is when your father calls, you got to answer. And Joseph obeyed the calling. He came and said, Dad, what do you want me to do? He said, I want you to go out and see your brethren. I want to see the, the situation. I want to see how my flocks are doing. I want to see how my brother, your brethren's doing. Joseph said, okay. He goes out there. You know the story. The first thing happens to him, they get mad at him. Here comes that dreamer. He knows everything. And they throw him in a pit. And he gets down the pit. Joseph probably never thought, so this day's turning out bad already, man. Everything's going wrong. And he gets out there and he goes to the pit. Then he gets down in the pit and he thinks, well, somebody's going to pull me up out of this pit. Yeah, they pull him up out of the pit and they sell him to the Ishmaelites. And he never thought that day was going to happen. You know, sometimes in our lives, as you go through life, just like a senior chief told me, if you try to look out months and months and months out ahead of your life sometimes, you're going to get all co confused and depressed and sad and everything else because it's not quite turning out like you think it should be. But you know what you got to do? You got to trust God. He says, faith coming by hearing, hearing by the word of God. You got to get to the place where, Lord, I don't understand but I know you're still in it. And I want to, because heaven's still out there. Heaven's still out there. Joseph, Joseph goes to the pit. They drag him up some of the Israelites. He goes down to Potiphar's house. And he's down at Potiphar's house. You know what? Go down and take your Bible quickly, quickly. I got to get done here real quick. He goes over there and Potiphar looks at him in verse 2, 39, 2. It says, and the Lord was with Joseph. And he it was a prosperous man and was in the house of his master, the Egyptian, Joseph now is dedicated. The word with dedication, what does dedication look like? What does it actually look like? You know what I tell you what dedication looks like? I'm going to heaven, and when I walk into heaven, the Lord says, whatever he says, 
I got there. I finished the job that was set before me. The job that was set before me, sometimes I'm not quite sure what that is. I've been doing this for 43 years. I still don't know. I feel like, Lord, am I in the right place? Uh, but today is the day that I'm in, so I'm going to do it. He, Dr. Peacock called me up and said, can you preach? I said, I can, yes. <laughs> That's what you say. <laughs> what else do you say? Joseph goes into his master's house, and he's dedicated. First of all, he's dedicated to his dad. He was actually dedicated to his brethren. He's dedicated to Potiphar. Potiphar ends up throwing him down into the prison. He gets down to prison. Go down to verse 21. It says, and, actually 20, and says that Joseph's master took him and put him in the prison, a place where the king's prisoners were bound, and he was there in the prison, but the Lord was with Joseph, and he showed him mercy, and go on and on and on. Joseph does a great job down there. He's done for God his brethren. I'm sure time to time he thinks about him. He thinks about his dad, but his concern is, I got to do a good job for the prison keeper down here. I got to do this job. Good. His, his dedication went from his dad to Potiphar's house down to the prison, a couple guys come in, he tells them their dreams, they head off a couple more years, he gets up in front of Pharaoh, Pharaoh then gets to say, hey, I heard of thee. Joseph said, yeah. He said, that's God's does that, not me. You know, sometimes you have to be trained how to get from your dad to the kingdom, to the palace. You can't just walk up there. And the Lord does all that stuff. Did you know Joseph's first commission was to go see how your brethren was? And he gets up there and tells Pharaoh what to do. And Pharaoh then comes back and tells Joseph, he said, hey, just for sake of time, he said, Joseph, he goes, Joseph tells him you need to do this, you need this, your dream is one, you're going to have seven years good time, seven years bad time, you better get ready for the bad time, you need to choose somebody in your kingdom. Joseph never thought that was going to be him. He was telling him what God said to say. He never said it was going to be me. It's just, guy, you need to do this and take care of some things. Pharaoh said, who else are we going to find that got the spirit of God in you like you do? You're it, man. He takes a ring off his finger, drops it on Joseph. Says, You're second to the kingdom. Joseph was ready now to stand. You know, Joseph still never thought about that. The end goal of Joseph's thing in the beginning was to go see how your brethren are. Joseph's sitting there one day, and these guys come up, and they want some corn. They look at Joseph. Joseph looks at them. He goes, whoa, time and chance happens to everyone. He said, is this cool or what? And, he is, and all of a sudden, that thing starts folding back into play where Joseph goes and he's going to now complete what his father told him to do. Joseph had been dedicated his whole life, but he never understood. Sometimes in our lives, you don't understand the pieces that God puts together until you get out of here on this end and you look backwards. Uh, so many of us, I had an old preacher one time tell me this. He said, Mike, he called me up to his old preacher up there. He's not the same stripe as we are, but he loved me up there in Dayton. And he called me over and said, hey, Mike, he said, you're a pastor now. And he goes, I never looked at you as a pastor. Uh, he's actually the one who told me to start a church in Dayton, Ohio. He said, I just wish you'd have started it further away. But uh, he goes, you done, you done good. You done good. He goes, Mike, he goes, you need to listen to this. He's an older man than me. I said, okay, what do you got to say? And he goes, uh, Go somewhere and sit for 20 years. You know the hardest thing you'll ever do is just go somewhere and do something for 20 years the right way? Whether you understand or not. Unless, if God wants you to jump, guess what? He can say jump. You will hear him. But if he tells you to go somewhere and sit and just sit, sit there for 20 years. About the time he's telling me something, the phone rings, he picks it up. He says, hey, Mike. Uh, he goes, listen to this. He goes, la, 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 He hangs the phone up. He goes, you know who that was? And I'm like, how in the world am I going to know who that was? He goes, that's a guy I worked with 17 years ago, 18 years ago. He's in trouble. His whole life is falling apart. And he called me 
and he wants to get back in church. He said, Mike, you need to go somewhere and just sit for 20 years, and they'll be able to find you. Here recently, I went down, bought a truck. You say, what does that have to do with anything? You never know what God's going to do. You never know. And it may look bad sometimes, but I bought a truck down in Houston, or uh, Austin picks a truck up, went down and picked it up, piece of junk. <laughs> it was the worst, one of the worst times. How am I going to tell my wife I just bought a bad truck? I said, but okay, Lord, I'll go do it. I bought, went down and got it. I said, I told him I was going to buy it. I went down and got it, drove up to Galveston. Uh, said, Beth, let's stop at Galveston for a couple days. Just enjoy her, just a couple days. Just, just enjoy a few minutes here while we got a chance. She went with me, and we did it. And we got up on the third floor of this hotel, nice hotel. We said, let's go out and get something to eat, and we jumped in the elevator. The length of time it takes to get from the top floor to the bottom floor of this elevator is like 30 seconds, 40 seconds, whatever it is. Uh, this kid jumps in the elevator on the third floor. Uh, I'm backslidden. I wish, I'd like to say I was spiritually everything, but I had some tracks in my pocket like this, and Beth pulled one out and gives it to me somewhere between the third and the first floor. And we get down on the first floor, and I walk one way, and me and Beth walk one way, he's walking another, and he stops. And tears run down his face, just like this. He said, hey, mister, can you tell me about that? Can, can you tell me in a hallway in a hotel in Galveston, Texas, on a way to get a, uh, after I got a piece of junk truck, can you, can you tell me about this? And tears run down, my wife starts crying, I'm like, man, I got to go eat. <laughs> <laughs> No, I didn't do that. I knew the restaurant was going to be open. I go back. We never opened the track. I just started telling about Jesus. And I said, hey, do you believe this? Gospel. It's a simple thing like his brother just said, gospel. Simple thing. Christ died for our sins according to Scripture, buried, rose again. They don't need the blood-sucking vampires. Amen. Hey, I, I, there, there's a lot of stuff they just don't need. You know what the kid needed? He needed to hear about Jesus. Amen. And he needed to understand that he was lost and he needed to get saved. And here's how you do it. And oh, what did you do with him? I don't care what happened to him after that. That's the Holy Spirit's job. Amen. My job was 30 seconds in an elevator. <laughs> Brethren, God will do all kinds of strange things. You know, Joseph, at the end of this thing, I'm done. Genesis 50, 19, it says, And Joseph, they all come up to him scared to death. And he goes, And Joseph said unto them, Fear not, for I am... I am in the place of God. But as for you, ye thought it evil against me, but God meant it unto good. Joseph's at the end of that thing. You know what dedication looks like right there? Joseph headed out one day to do something for his daddy. The day didn't go too good. As a matter of fact, a couple years didn't go good. More years didn't go really good. But in the process of all that stuff, he stayed dedicated to what was in his heart that was serving God. And he was going to do the best in his and to his God, no matter what, ever came his way, it didn't matter. It just didn't matter. I'm going to do what comes good, whatever I think God wants me to do, whether it's in the pit, whether it's down in the Potiphar's house, down in the prison, or it's in front of Pharaoh, I'm going to do it. And God says, fine, I'm glad you did that. He goes, now we're going to finish up what you started. Your daddy sent you out to check your brother out, and they need some help. And now you get to help them. Years later. So many times we quit, I'm done. So many times we quit, way before we get started. We think we know too much, and knowing stuff sometimes will stop you from doing what you should do. You should just continue on and be faithful and just keep heaven in your sight. Never let that thing get out of your sight. You're serving a risen Savior, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. We don't serve a dead God. He's living. You need to keep that thing in mind. Father, thank you for your blessings. 
Bless the message. We'll praise you. Bless the next preacher. We'll praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.